Hi and welcome to the first episode of Talking Teachers brought to you by Twinkle SLT. I'm Emily and this is Oliver. Hi. <laughs> and we're both former teachers and leaders in school who now work for to help leaders uh, through our work at Twinkle. You can check us out at twinkle.co.uk forward slash SLT. Today we are really excited for our first episode talking all about kindness and its important place in education and schools and our incredible first guests are John McGee and Nicola Owen who are passionate advocates for kindness and compassion in schools. We're also hoping to hear from the amazing Rich Simpson later on who started the Kindness Ripple on Twitter who will tell us all about what it is and why it started and its impact it's had on people. John, a.k.a. The Kindness Coach, is the UK Kindness Ambassador for Schools. He's a best-selling author of Kindness Matters and a keynote speaker, NLP trainer, and the founder of Kindness Matters 30-Day Challenge Programme for Schools. Welcome, John. Hi, Emily. It's great to be here. Hi, Oliver. Thank you. Um, Nicola is a primary trained teacher with 20 years of classroom experience. She's a mum of two teenage boys and the director of Zenic Wellbeing Limited. She firmly believes that in, uh, in supporting others with their wellbeing, everyone can in turn help support children to become happy learners, which is so, so crucial and something I'm really passionate about myself. Welcome, Nicola. Hiya. It's so good to have you both, it's honestly. We're so excited. So how are you both doing today? <laughs> really, Emily, you don't want to know. I've had to fill my cup with kindness this morning. I really have. And John's laughing because we've um, <laughs> we had a little chat beforehand and we did a bit of um, bit of tapping to get us in the zone. <laughs> well, it, it, at least it's going to work. At least it's working, I'm sure. John, how are you doing? Oh, I'm feeling miles better. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah, just reinforcing what the what the beautiful uh, Nick Owen said is that we did some happy tapping. So before we, we jumped on this, we jumped on a quick WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. And we just did a little bit of uh, happy tapping, a bit of EFT, emotional freedom technique, and uh, just a quick meditation, a bit of breath work. And we're, Amazing. we're, we're happy to be of service uh, to you guys. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> happy to Brilliant. be of service. I, I, I think we tapping, should come back yeah. to that happy tapping. Yeah. yeah we should come back to stuff. happy tapping and see what it's all about. It's great. Yeah. Um, I find it really hard to believe that there's anyone, especially in the edge of Twitter sphere, John, who doesn't know who you are. But can you tell us a bit about the work that you do, John? Yeah, so John McGee, the Kindness Coach and UK Kindness Ambassador for Schools and I work in schools predominantly around East Lancashire. I have I have spoken all over the country. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I have the Kindness Matters 30 Day Challenge which a lot of schools take their children through the programme. But it's not it's not just for the children, you know, the, the teachers get a massive... Um, educational ride off the off the 30 day challenge and then what happens is is that that tends to grow and these schools or academies become kindness schools or or kindness academies uh, and that, that that in essence is is what it's about and you know it's just it's just going from strength to strength you know nationally which is which is amazing Fantastic. it's amazing yeah that's great how did you come to Fantastic. start that John <laughs> What, what kicked it off it, in the first place? Yeah, it, it came back in 2008 after you know uh, going through a very challenging time, which is what I love to share mm-hmm. when I deliver my, my staff in sets. There's not a dry eye yeah. in the house. I talk about, I was in business with David Dunn, who was a premiership footballer. Um, mm-hmm. We had some bathroom companies and I, I lost everything in the crash. Do you remember the credit crunch? Yeah. Uh, my marriage broke down, I was fighting bankruptcy. And then mm-hmm. a chief executive, of uh, community and business partners, a lady called Amanda Meachin, asked me to come and do a talk in a 
in a really tough community. It was called Inspiring Communities, a really tough area in Darwin, neighbouring yeah. town to Blackburn. And I just went and talked to kids, saying that there's, you know, there is a way out, you know, through education, and mm -hmm. you know, making the right life choices. And unbeknown to me at that time, there was lots of influential politicians and people in the audience. And after the talk, they all came up saying, "You're an amazing speaker. Wow, yeah. you know, you need to do more of this." And I was like, you know, I told them I looked past growing up on a council estate and some of the choices I've made when I got in you know, in trouble with the police and so on and yeah. so forth. And I turned it round and I went to college and got an education. Um, I went left school with no GCSEs, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And and then I got given a pseudonym called Mr. Consequence. That's how my that was my first speaking name. <laughs> and I talked about yeah. how every action has consequences. And this, I met mm -hmm. Prince William, I spoke on the BBC. And next thing I'm all over the country thinking, am I winging this? <laughs> you know, I'm speaking <laughs> in so many different schools. And then yeah. that sort of just evolved. We created a social enterprise, and it was when I written that social enterprise education pack, which got accredited mm -hmm. by AQA. I, I wrote a lesson plan called um, Rayoc, which is Random Acts of Kindness. And yeah. I couldn't believe the impact. I was working in five different towns Blackpool, Preston, Blackburn, Accrington, and Burnley. And I'm working with some mm -hmm. of the most challenging children you've ever come across with all types of you know, emotional needs and just needs in general. And there was a pattern I noticed, it was the kindness. Well, they, they did this 30 day mm -hmm. challenge, which was before I'd written the book, before I'd you know, worked with a film company to film all the resources and get the kids to act in it. Um, I just did it off a lesson plan, and it was that one yeah. lesson plan back in 2014 mm -hmm. that just went, mm -hmm. it just grew. And so it was organic really from that. And so I look yeah. back and I think, here we are now in 2021, and it's mm -hmm. all in the cloud. <laughs> which enables me to still go out and speak. So as I speak here now, mm -hmm. there'll be schools buying this programme and getting ready to take their children through it. And, and it's as if I'm there, but it's all been pre-recorded. It's filmed with a professional film company. It's in the cloud. It's a dream come true, really. Yeah. Fantastic. That sounds amazing. amazing. Mm -hmm. Nicola, you've recently set up your own wellbeing practice, Scenic Wellbeing. Can you tell us a bit about your journey outside, out of teaching and the work you now do? Yeah, uh, again, I think it must be uh, when it comes from a place of an organic place like John's just spoken of, um, I think that really um, sets you up really and gives you the, the energy to move forward and, and propel yourself through a transition like that. Um, for me, I went on my own little journey of self-discovery. Um, <laughs> I've written a little blog about it. It's about my Christmas jumper moment. And it's about realising your purpose and your why and losing sense of who you are when you get so caught up in life. Um, so, yeah, I went on my own little journey of uh, finding out who I was. Mm -hmm. And I decided to, to do a lot of reflection on where I was with my career, where I was, see, where I was seeing myself moving forward. And... I knew that things weren't sitting right for me in education, the way in which it was going. Um, I felt very disheartened by the whole assessment process and not seeing children for really who they are as whole individuals. Um, and I find that my work in, in the classroom was leaning more to the, the social element um, society of how you, you brought up within society and how you can become a well-rounded person. So a lot of my work within school, I was like PSHE lead, RE lead, PE lead. So I was doing all the physical and mental and spiritual yeah. um, support for children. And I thought, do you know what? I need to do something different. Um, so, yeah, a month before the first lockdown, my business that I was working part-time in at the time, I decided I was going to go full-time because 
I had life-changing things that happened. Um, sadly, my mother-in-law died in the, de in the December, and on January 1st, my mum announced that she had bowel cancer. So I was like, these are things that made me... There were signs to tell me that mm, yeah. you get one shot at this. And I have a little quote that I live by is, you know, we have two lives, and the second one only really begins when you realise you've got one. Yeah. And yeah. my second life's begun, <laughs> and I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think actually, I think we're all in, all, all of us, from what it sounds like, is we're all in a position where life's thrown something at us, and <clears throat> we're not... Either, either we haven't listened to the signs from the universe, if you like to call it that, of like, come on, now it's time to move on and do something and step into your authentic self and do something different. Um, and then when it actually happens, whether it be a breakdown or whether it's Oliver, you know, being thrown right. off your bike and, yeah. you know, it's it, we have had kind of these life changing um, moments which kind of speak to us, I suppose, mm -hmm. and tell us something else is on the horizon it, it might be scary at the time it might be uh kind of you know out of your comfort zone a bit but actually something better is on the horizon for you and i think you know mm. just kind of going off tangent a little bit you know if there's people listening to this all four of us are testament to that process yeah. and most definitely we we kind of get trapped don't we into into this way of thinking of this kind of tunnel vision oh i'm a teacher i must kind of provide for my family or i must stay in my job because i can't do anything else because it's too scary if i do um and i think you know all four of us could say hands up there's life on the other side and i love what i love the quote that you gave yeah. nicola yeah it's brilliant I just think there's there's an awful lot of, um, I mean, I'm still working in, with children, I'm still working with teachers, mm -hmm. I'm still in that profession, in that field, only I'm doing the bits that I enjoy doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, I think, right. and I think that's the, the, the thing, isn't it? The things that I believe make a difference and that matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that is really, really important. Mm -hmm. Fantastic, yeah. I, I, I looked before we started this, I looked at the de dictionary definition of kindness, just to, you know, be, uh, be scholarly like, <laughs> which yeah. is not my kind of thing. But um, the quality of it, it says the quality of being friendly, generous and considerate. But I really like a different non-official definition, which I've seen, which was kindness is loaning someone your strength instead of reminding them of their weakness. Yes. And mm -hmm. we've seen this topic of kindness being brought up over over the last few years particularly, especially that ha hashtag being kind, be kind. You know, obviously when sadly Caroline Flack passed, everyone went, you know, mad on this kind of idea of uh, hashtag be kind. <coughs> However, we still see unrelenting swathes of unkindness all around us, whether it's online or in real life still. And I just wanted to ask you both, you can decide who goes first. Why do you think it's so difficult for people to be kind? I think that um, oh, that's a real tough one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> John's going to go first. John's He's got his go hand first. up. He's got his hand <laughs> up. Come on, John. I think the first thing that came to mind is um, is a lot of people, including myself, um, when I was younger, is that you don't realise that kindness is a choice. Kindness yeah. is a choice, and it's a huge responsibility because, you know. I, I do have plenty of quotes that I that I get from meditation and the first one that's coming to mind is, you know, it's much better to give people a piece of your heart rather than a piece of your mind. 
because we can nice. all go roo, 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 and give people mm. both barrels, mm. can't we? It's dead easy to do that. Anybody yeah. can do that. The greatest strength is being kind to unkind people. So when they're being that's unkind right. to you, you know, so, and then that's when you start to realise it's a choice because, mm. you know, people, some people are people, aren't they? And we have to learn to accept that. But if they choose to be unkind, I, two, mm. two wrongs don't make it right. So I can no, choose. That's right. I can choose my kindness to still carry mm. on being kind. That doesn't make me look weak or soft. I'm choosing to that's come to right. a place of love rather than mm-hmm. that headspace, that that, com- that that computer yeah. that can go because it's yeah. so easy mm-hmm. to do that and I think once you is begin it? to understand that sh- kindness is a choice then mm-hmm. I-, I said it on my presentation this morning with a school I was speaking in Leicester and I said that you know um, I was talking I said I, I draw them all in all the kids and even the, the teaching mm-hmm. staff and I said this to her says can I have a show of hands uh, you know who believes that kindness matters and they all put their hands up I thought haha got them all all on the hook <laughs> and I went so if you all believe with your hands up now that kindness matters then I want to say something to you it's your job to show people that it matters that's yeah. right powerful is that something yeah. that people need to have demonstrated though to learn yeah, it's I think so yeah, it has to be modelled it has yeah. to be modelled so we're very fortunate aren't we? we work with great leaders in education great leaders yeah. you know I've never met us you know me and you were talking about this every week Oliver um, yeah. you know Covid's done a lot of bad stuff globally mm-hmm. uh, but for us look at all our connections how we've all become friends we've all supported we've all collaborated with mm. kindness yeah. and you know we're in a unique space especially through Twitter where we're all supporting each other brilliant leaders in mm. education and we're sharing all that information and I've never I've never experienced anything like it and I've been on this road for over 12 right. years now working mm. in education I've mm-hmm. never seen the power of Twitter uh, where like-minded educators and leaders in education have all come together and collaborated we wouldn't be having this interview now no. you know with yourselves if it wasn't <coughs> because of that that's a fact yeah. um, mm. so it can be modeled people can model this interview listening to what we're saying and take that forward and mm. just add it another yeah. string to the bow it's just another tool in the draw mm-hmm. you know I've just said kindness is a choice you know show people yeah. your kindness what's stopping anybody modeling that from what we've just shared nothing mm-hmm. yeah that's right yeah I think from from my point of view I think people struggle sometimes to remind themselves to be kind is mm. that, that they they have um, they could be quite self-absorbed yeah um, and yeah. they want to to put their opinions and their voice over and I I have constantly um, I, I use this thing called think where I stop whatever I've got to say I actually go right okay think is it true <laughs> is it helpful is it inspirational is it necessary and is it kind and those are the five gateways that whenever I speak or type anything um, those are the five things that I pass through and you know I really question myself some people can just really react and I think one thing for me um, and I know John will probably back me up on this is through meditative practice and through being able to just calm the mind and think and pause you can actually think ahead about what you're actually going to say and how impactful that's going to be and I think that's what people do need to do a lot more of yeah I completely agree I, I, I I mean, you can see I'm wearing this. If you could just see that I'm wearing this T-shirt, be a nice human. It's something that it's something that I really feel kind of like, like you're saying, Nick. Just 
thinking before you act and like you said John earlier you said consequences of our actions you know <clears throat> every thought we have every every word we speak has carries a vibration and it carries a um, it carries an energy doesn't it I suppose and yeah. when we when we um, choose to be kind that's what changes people's world I believe and your own world and mm. I, I walk around with t-shirts like this all the time because that's my way of when I go out into public you know people don't always want to talk to you but they might just see your t-shirt and it might make them think you know and I'll do that mm. as a kind of active practice and you know yeah. going back to what you said as, as well Twitter for me this time last year I was in such a different place a very very dark place and it was Twitter really that um, kind of caught me really and, and and showed me that there was people in the education world that were kind and were authentic and and I needed that and I'm glad that that is existing for other people but it can be a really horrible place uh, for some other people and I think you know the more we can promote choosing kindness and that's the that's the important thing is yeah. we want to we want to respond sometimes don't we we want to react to un unkindness and that and I, that is that is okay Emily I mean I yeah. think you know we, we are human beings aren't yeah. we you know yeah. we have that that impulse to to react that knee-jerk reaction mm. but it's how you can control that and you're in control of that that's right yeah. and it's how you can put that into practice yeah and in a positive way yeah, yeah I, I tweeted something recently just, um, you know, it was like if someone's being unkind to you or you just know someone doesn't like you, to be kind back, just show them what it looks like to be kind and, you know, it's, you then remove yourself from the energy that that, that, that brings to you, you remove all of that, you choose in that, not, and I, you know, again, something about self-care that I put up yesterday, when you choose to um, remove that, you are caring for yourself too. Um, mm -hmm which I think is important. But, and I think kind of, it is. It's, yeah. Do you find you get any negativity from that, either of you, going into schools? Yes. Is it, and is, that from, <laughs> oh, is yes. that from staff or from children, or is it a bit of both? Um, I don't think it's really from children, to be honest. Children are perhaps the nicest creatures on earth. Yeah. <laughs> I really do think that. Um, and I do feel that... Um, we live in a society where people do judge, unfortunately, yeah. mm -hmm. and make assumptions. Um, and I think when I mean I when I was working, I was the positive, you know, yeah. the, the positive person in the staff room. I was the one that the was always upbeat one. and always smiling, happy, and yeah. you know. And don't get me wrong, I had my days where I was feeling a bit down. You know, I'd keep myself in my classroom and you know took myself away. Um, but I would always find something positive yeah. in every situation and I'd look for the silver lining, um, which yeah. irritated some people. And I guess that irritation comes from the negativity that they're having. Yeah. Um, and That's I've got right. this saying that I, it was that there's a, um, a Vex King, I'm reading Vex King at the minute, <laughs> which I'm absolutely in love with his book. Um, and it, it says about, you know, to, to keep negativity away from you, just be as positive as you can be. Yeah. You know, have that positivity about you because the ne people that are negative will just move away from you because they won't like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, I'm not everybody's cup of tea and, you know, that's okay by me. I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it takes a bit yeah. of confidence just though, to, being... to feel like that, doesn't it? It takes a bit of confidence oh, and it... a bit of sort of and sticking I... to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's it, Oliver. I think that's along with a lot of the the practice that I've my my own self care journey, my own um, work on myself. That's yeah. come 
with with practice yeah. like you say because it's not easy to to own yourself <laughs> and to be comfortable with yourself no so it kind of moves on to the next point that I've got really to think about is the benefit the health benefits of being kind and I don't think how many people realize the health benefits of being kind John I know you're you gonna see John's face whittle. just light yeah. up but there. we're both like <laughs> yeah completely you're both, both like it. ready to explode yeah but when we when we when we are kind people I don't know how many people realize it releases that serotonin or that oxytocin, oxytocin. these happy hormones yeah mm. and um, I just wondered if you could expand on a bit more both of you on the health benefits of, of being kind and what, what good it can do for us oh on, we've got loads it helps you sleep oh look we've got hands up now we're gonna we're gonna right go on John I'll let you go first ladies first, ladies first. <laughs> oh stop it you're making me blush go on John um, no this is what happened along the journey so when I fell into NLP New Role Linguistic Programming which mm -hmm. is the most practical art of psychology and com you know effective communication is I started to research what oxytocin was and mm -hmm. so the children didn't know that I'd found this this chemical that's released in the body that has so many healing properties and it's just yeah. done from little things like compliments, a hug, mm. a pat on the shoulder, mm -hmm. a well done. Yeah. Oh, and it just mm. that, it's that warm fuzzy feeling that you get but here's the thing with oxytocin there are so many healing properties it gets rid of free mm. radicals in the body which cause cancer mm. they cause disease yeah. so when we're mm. stressed or we're, or we're our body our homeostasis is out of balance so too much alcohol too much fatty food you know lack of exercise we're really are putting our body through that trigger where disease mm. can you know and you know going through you know that experience of you know nursing my mum with cancer you know and mm. her, her having her transition it makes you think so for me oxytocin it's like I feel like sometimes banging my head off the wall because kids get it <laughs> kids honestly yeah. kids yeah. they're like sponges and yet you deliver some staff insects and you know with your NLP mm. you sort of like read that body language and you can see them like yeah. some of them yeah. <laughs> who's, who's this guy classic they're not saying yeah. anything, but you can see on the inside they'll be saying things like, who's he to tell me how to do my job? I've been teaching 20 years. Does he, does he, does he think, who's he? He didn't even go uni. Yeah. And you're like, and it doesn't bother me, but you know what I'm saying? So I just tell lots of stories because I want to get that oxytocin out of them. But yeah. the children, children get yeah. it. As soon as children realise that it makes oh, them happy, they, they just, they can't wait. It's what I call monkey see, monkey do. So we all copy yeah. behaviour. It's all learnt behaviour. So it's mm -hmm. teaching children that kindness is a choice, but then getting children mm -hmm. to experience it, the emotional intelligence where they feel good. You know, I have yeah. a model called yeah. the mood meter. And if you want your mood mm -hmm. meter to mm -hmm. be in like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten in the green zone, which is just go out your way. Because what that mood meter is, it's releasing oxytocin. And that is the good mm -hmm. stuff. Over to you, yeah. Nick. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, I'm going to talk about sleep because I think this is really important because obviously my, my realm is, is well-being. So it's like the five principles of well-being. So connection and and sleep are like the two mega, mega, like up there things that you need to do for your own well-being. So for me, serotonin levels need to be boosted throughout the day. So that can be like going out, meeting up with friends. It can be chatting. But again, doing those things that bring you joy. So increasing yeah. those endorphin levels so the serotonin levels in your body the more serotonin you have in your body through the day what happens is it 
it transfer to melatonin for night time so that you can sleep better yeah. <laughs> so when we're sleeping better we're then improving our bodies so our body repairs itself we can fight off infections we have a really really good night's sleep yeah. our memories get better right so this is all through kindness mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so if you're being kind you get good sleep you've got good memory you've got <laughs> you're fighting off infections <laughs> and you're doing some nice things for the people so I think, you know, kindness really, it's just like, it should be on every prescription for every doctor yeah. that they can give out. 100%. And do you know That's what, what I think. You don't see many buddies, do you? <laughs> Walking around depressed or upset or full of anxiety. No. Just look at the Dalai Lama <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, and he's cracking jokes. Because he knows happiness is a form of kindness and humour. He's just filling his happy tank. It's going... It does. And, yeah. you know, without going into religion or anything, you know, it's just... Just be kind. It is so. Mm. Many I just, benefits. I just know the how. I mean, when when you, I mean, I've you know just random things you know that you can do. Just holding the door open for someone, yeah. you know, offering mm. someone else your seat, you know, and um, buying someone a coffee. You know, I've done it before. You know, I've mm. gone to McDonald's. I've ordered two coffees. And I said the next person that comes in, me, just give them a coffee and say it's mm. off, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it's that, so unexpected, and do you know what? It? I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah, well, a friend of mine um, is, is a painter and decorator in York, and he said to me, he rang me up, he went, you won't believe what's just happened. I said, what, what, Rich? He said, well, I've just been to McDonald's and someone's bought me a coffee. Yeah. And do you know what I thought about? I thought about you. <laughs> I was like, why? He said, because that's something you do. I said, well, yeah, I've done it in the past. And he went, that is so nice, though, isn't it? And it made his day. Yeah. Do you it know does make such it a difference, doesn't it, though, to people? Yeah. Just little things mm. like that can make yeah. so much difference. And that daily practice, or it doesn't have to be daily, but it's just a regular practice that you you bring into your lifestyle. Like there's people who mm. do an act of kindness and take a picture of it and put it on Facebook or and say, look how mm. look what I did today. And I just I really can't stand that because for me it's like okay you've been kind, but now you're being you want the gratitude for it, you want the self praise. See, but I, yeah. if we just did small things like that, and I've done the same, Nick. You know where you just kind of you'll see someone in need i saw someone outside tesco once and he was crying his eyes out and he, when i asked him what no everyone was walking past him every single person was just walking past him and he was an old you know he was he was older guy he was you know he wasn't a kid or anything he was just sitting there crying and i just said what's wrong and he said i can't afford to get my kids some bread and some orange juice and i just went give me your list <laughs> i just said give me a shopping list went in and got him what he needed brought him out and he was so grateful but i didn't take a picture of that and then tweet about it and oh, say, look what yeah. i did you know i think what we need to do is just embody this daily practice of kindness and to ourselves as well as everybody else because i, I believe as well that mm. you know we can't necessarily give from the not full tank if you like if yeah. your tank isn't full yeah you haven't got anything to give to other people so you have to be kind to yourself first emily once... you you know i'm all about that <laughs> that is just like you know i'm in sister <laughs> but yeah. I, i've i've learned this because i've been in that place where i needed help and kindness as well and you know I just I think, I do you know Emily me, you've touched on there what what you've touched on there is the fact that you can empathize because you've it. been in a, in a yeah. and I honestly think that people that are genuinely kind and that can on a day-to-day -day basis have mm. it ingrained in their practice mm. is because they've experienced something pretty rubbish yeah and they know how it feels and I think mm. when you come from a place of empathy and you have that acceptance and you have that that um compassion for other people mm. yeah. I think when you've got that, 
nobody can take that away from you and if you can use that as a really good platform to help other people then you not only helping others but you're helping yourself because i feel amazing when i've helped somebody else out yeah yeah i love it you know i 10 percent of my day of my week if you like i give over I give to, mm. for free to people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of my ethos, my values for my, my business. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really, really important. And people say, you're doing this for free? I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I do do things for free. It's not all to, yeah. <laughs> not to pay my bills, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's really important. And for me, it's part of my daily practice that mm. I can help somebody out. And if I can help anybody, I will. But mm. I do have my, my boundaries and I do make sure that I'm looking after important. myself yeah. first. That's important. Yeah. John, and, and, and yeah, so. I, you know, I'll ch- challenge you there in the from a from a kindness point of view, Nick. You know, because I've I've known you for a while now. Is uh, I wouldn't say you're giving <laughs> it. I wouldn't say you're giving it for free. I would say you're paying it forward. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. When people are taking your kindness, and you know, and being grateful for that and accepting that, is uh, it's what my trainer said at NLP, Chris Grimsley. You know, the Burnley Buddha. Mm-hmm. He used to always say, John, you never know how far a change will go. And it's true, isn't it? You know, like when yeah. we, we are of service and we mm. help you yeah. know, another struggling soul, if you will, somebody who we know just needs that little bit of a, you know, arm around them, a, you know, a kind mm. word. Is that, you know, we yeah. are definitely paying that forward. But I think you and I did this on a, we, I think we spoke on another radio interview, didn't we, Nick? And I can't remember who it was. And we talked about yeah. why so many you know we've we've had so many friends in education have burnout you know head teachers mm. chief execs of trusts yeah teaching staff um you know emily you know very open with yourself and we talked about some other colleagues didn't we we've had that mm. sort of breakdown and they've you know they've had a really they've just gone like that in education now we can prevent that and me and nick talked about this a couple of months ago when we did a radio show which was about um you know, I call it the happy tank. This is what I'm currently teaching yeah. children to support them with their mental health and well-being. And me, me and Nick did, did this every morning. And, and people often say to people like me and Nicola, they say, why have you got so much energy? Why are you always positive? Why are you always laughing? Mm. And, you, and I, I give up telling people in the end. I, I, I say, if I yeah. tell you, you won't, you won't believe me. And I just mm. give up telling you. And they, and they say, no, please go on. I want what you've got. And I'd say, we get up early. We get up early and we do our practice. Yeah, I go to bed early and I get up at 4.30am and I do two hours practice. What time? What? 5am? And I'm like, yeah, I fill my happy tank. I have, I'm in my yeah, zen yeah. den. You know, this is my zen den. It's my room. It's just for me and my practice. And I fill my happy tank full mm. with meditation, mm. prayer, kindness, mm. affirmations, happy mm. tapping, journaling, mm. reading, all before I even start a day's 12-hour shift supporting others because my tank is full then. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I can be of service, but you can't pour from an empty tank. It's impossible. No, that's right. So what happens is and burnout. And, 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 and exactly what you said there, starting the day, starting your day positively. You know, I wake up every day and I say, today's going to be a good day. Today I'm happy, today I'm healthy, today I'm going to, you know, give positively to, to whatever I'm involved in. Mm-hmm. And then when you speak it out, even if you haven't got two hours to practice, you know, meditation and whatever, because not all of us are good at getting up as early as you are, John, but... Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter, does it? It's it's about how you start your day. Whether it's whether it's you know, don't go straight onto your social media, don't go straight onto your you know, your life busyness. Get yourself grounded, get yourself 
in check and, and affirm what day you're going to have because it will it will happen for you. Um, I'm, I'm a firm believer of putting it out there, and when right. when you make it accountable, when you put it out there, you you making it account you're you making yourself accountable to yourself. That's right. I think that's that's yeah. the key. Good point. Yeah. I just want to move on to kind of schools really because obviously that's where we've all got experience and just you know for me working in schools opened my eyes to a lot of certain human behaviors can we say um and it particularly came from staff sadly and I feel like there's a lot of unkindness going on whether it's into staff relationships or how staff speak to students and I think the example that is stuck in my head for a long time was I was working uh, in a school as a head, head department and my office was next to kind of the you know the pastoral area mm-hmm. and um, a, a kid walks in and she was I don't know maybe she was late or didn't have the right uniform on I can't remember but what, what I remember of it was the member of staff was shouted at her so hard she turned around the child I mean how self-aware is this turned around and said it's not even half past eight yet and you're shouting at me how do you think the rest of my day is going to go you know, and I thought, wow, one, self-aware kid, that's brilliant, yeah. fantastic, and put them in the place. But we hear this a lot, and John, I know your work in schools is to promote this cult, um, culture of kindness. Mm-hmm. How do we in schools, and, and particularly for leaders of schools, how do we cultivate this culture of kindness so that we don't have kids being shouted at before their day's even been started, or teachers and staff themselves you know, talking to each other with unkindness all the time, and how do we get that as into the DNA of schools? I suppose is my yeah. question. Yeah. So, you know, for, just for my opinion, is is having you know alternative educational providers, whether it's Kindness Matters or is Then Wellbeing, and you know, Nicola doing a positive picture. There's there's so many alternative educational providers out there now mm. doing amazing work, and the way I see it is is like spokes on a wheel but yeah. we've got to form these partnerships because people like myself and Nicola we're in this for the long haul you know we want mm-hmm. to make a change in the staff's lives we want to make it in the children's lives so what we what we tend to do is we get that commitment we get that commitment mm-hmm. so that we can support the staff and the key word is holding them accountable Mm. So it's you know it's having those KPIs, those key performance indicators mm. that you know. For example, we've had Nicola in, and she talks about this, right? So how are we following that through? How are we embedding that into the yeah. learning? Yeah. How are we standing up? Are we are we using it every day in staff briefing? So every morning mm. in staff briefing, we, this is the affirmation for today. We received this mm. from John on his mailing list. This is the affirmation mm. for today. I'm always doing my best until I find a better way of doing things. Who can remember that? Who's going to mm. be saying it all day today when you're up against the call face? And it's about. It's about that accountability, and the two key words are, you know, um, sustainability mm-hmm. and scalability. So then it's how do we grow yeah. that? How do we grow together? And it's so mm-hmm. important. And, and I think what, you know, let's be really frank and really honest. Um, we're not going to get them all, but we are still no. very blessed to have a lot of good leaders in education, in mm-hmm. schools. Who do? Because come on, in the past you used to say things like kindness or well-being, and it was all that warm, fluffy. Well, what kindness? Yeah. Oh, well-being. Mm. People mm. have soon changed the tune now <laughs> since COVID, haven't they? They're like, all right, I need a bit of that. <laughs> I need a bit <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah. They've started to realise, you know, because you couldn't go outside, but you can go inside, <clears throat> can't you? You can yeah. sit and read a good book. You can mm. do a meditation or have a bath with your candles on. You know, and that that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. 
So that, that, I, think that's, I think that's where I come from, but we do need those leaders in schools to continue mm. to support all these, you know, uh, from an alternative educational point of view, which I feel has a massive impact within yeah. a school setting, because a school has its own setting yeah. with a curriculum, but I just think alternative educational providers coming in, it has like a dovetail. It really does, because yeah. there's a different way of looking at it. Mm. Uh, and I just think it does more good than harm, personally speaking. What do you think, Nick? Yeah. yeah. I think it, there's, um, it's an element of, of owning your own, being authentic to what you believe. Um, so, for example, um, I was working in a school and there was some resistance to well-being and, and um, mindfulness and the things that I was coming up against because people felt threatened by it. They didn't know what it was. So I think educating people, giving people the understanding, sort of like frees people to actually start to think, oh, actually, this could work and be a bit more open-minded. So I think, like John said, getting other providers, alternative providers into schools. Um, and the work that I do is that I do an, an awful lot of follow-up as well. So I don't just go into a school do my stuff and then say see you bye um, I sort of like interact with the school and say how's this mm. impacting can I be of any service any any further um, how's it going would you like me to come in and do a quick reminder you know there's all of that that the, the follow-up that I do within my work because for me it's not it's something that's got to be continued to be grown and, and nurtured a bit like planting the seeds you know we've got to keep nurturing them we've got to keep watering them giving them the sunshine giving them the rain <laughs> you know yeah. singing to them we need to do everything um, in order for them to grow and then you can harvest the, the wonderful things from them um, and I really do believe that that when you um, constantly do what you do so for example I used to go into work I was very positive you know I'd look for the silver linings there was days when I felt rubbish and but I would try to stay within that realm yeah. of positivity yeah. mm. um, I think when you're constantly doing that it rubs off on people yeah yeah yeah. And I think when you can reframe situations and when you can model good behaviour, that mm. then in turn will help other people think, oh, maybe I need to do a bit of that. Yeah. And I think when you do that, you start to see changes. Mm. And I think it starts with the children as well. You know, the mm. children seeing the adults doing that, they think, oh, well, mm. they're doing it as well. So I think we're going to continue doing it. Yeah. And it rubs off. I really do believe that. So I, I don't know, there's not no more technical term other than rubbing it off. <laughs> it rubs but. Off. Is it, is it just those <laughs> yeah, small steps, off. though, continuously, <laughs> continuously, you know, little tiny steps? I, and I think building so. Up over time. I, I'm firm. I firmly believe that any if you want something to work over time and want it to be embedded, it's got to be practiced on a day-to-day -day basis. Yes. It's got to be nurtured and got to be constant. Yeah. And I think when you've got that, it's like learning your times tables. You know, you never, <laughs> they never stop, do they? No. I, I think I was in the local co-op and there was a, a times table song on. It I was like, what's going on? It's following me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, things that are constantly revisited and, re and embedded. Yes. And in order to do that, in order for this golden thread of well-being kindness and nurture to be um, like threaded through the whole of school life really. Yeah. I, I totally mm. agree with that Nicola. It was a, an ed teacher called Graham, I can't remember Graham's surname but he's from An Anchors Home Primary School and he wrote me a lovely email a couple of months ago and he said John these mm. affirmations that you're sharing with our school so they, they was doing the Kindness Matters 30 day challenge he said yeah. he said can we have them every week and I was like 
Graham, how many hours do you think's in a day? I write them up myself and I've got to get them copy checked and the grammar's yeah. shocking. So mm. I made a commitment and what did this school done, which it's that ripple again, it's gone to other primary schools now, is every Monday yeah. on a staff briefing on my mailing list, they've been doing the affirmations. And, and, mm. he, and, he, and he asked the staff mm. what was that affirmation this morning and he gets them on the back and he does it with rapport. And it's like yeah. Nicola said, it's that. So I said this on my mailing list. I said, how can we teach the children times tables when mm-hmm. affirmations are the same, we've got to keep repeating them. And not in mm, times yeah. of need, just all the time. Just keep saying it, keep saying that affirmation mm-hmm. silently. Go to the mirror, mm. say it constantly. And I believe that's that drip, that's that cultivating kindness because let's be yeah. honest, you know, we've got to start with ourselves first. We all know the story with the mm. oxygen mask. Your mask on first, so we've mm-hmm. got to fill our tank first, keep saying our affirmations yeah. to ourselves. And those drips, do start to fill that tank and it's just drip Mm -hmm. drip drip and we just got to keep just dripping that into our tank and then Mm -hmm. when our tank's full just let it overflow like nicola said you know out into the world when you're around people and people get curious you know i have that saying as well which is monkey see monkey do we Mm -hmm. all copy Mm -hmm. and mimic each other's behavior you always get the curious one saying why are you so positive and just share you know just just share Mm -hmm. your experience with them I think it's important as well if we're feeling like we can't quite refill that tank to reach out to whatever kind of avenues we have as support for support as well you know um, yeah. I'm fortunate to have, have, have built up some great contacts particularly through Twitter and in, in this uh, time and, and just being able to reach out to someone and just say you know what can you, can you just help me a bit today because I'm struggling yeah. and I think that that kind of collective effort um where we surround each other and we and we catch each other a bit and i know not everyone has that but there are places that people can go for support to help with that but you know just to because we can't always do it on our because we're our we're our own worst enemies sometimes aren't we and we can't always do it ourselves (laughs) if we haven't had the practice and we don't know what that looks like but I do believe in kind of, you know, reaching out to support people if you see them kind of struggling a bit and, and helping them to kind of remind themselves, you know, who they are, what they are and what what good they can can bring. And, that does make um, such a difference to people though, doesn't it? I've had it recently where somebody's just reached out and gone, I've not heard from you for a while, are you okay? And even yeah. if you are okay, mm. just that boost that you get from somebody actually noticing that you've not been around as much, yeah. noticing yeah. that yeah. you you might just need Honestly, a little bit yeah. of a lift is, is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I had, um, with, I mean, obviously, like I said, I handed in my notice um, the month before the first lockdown and I was building my business and it was it was hard. Um, I was panicking, thinking, have I made a mistake? Am I doing the right thing? What, should I, what, what, should I, what do I do? Do I just revoke my notice? Do I ask the governors if they'll take me back? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had all these things yeah. running through my mind and, and I had a very, very good support network through Twitter who had a positive belief in me and they were my they were my catch my net yeah. people you know catch me when I was falling when I was doubting myself when I was worried mm. and they boosted my confidence they made me feel that what I was doing was right they were challenging me in the right way they were supporting me so I completely agree with you Emily if, if mm. you do need that person just to 
to give it to yeah. give a bit of support and it's like this this morning before this the radio station you know john's like how are you feeling i was like oh i feel a bit anxious <laughs> and i'm doing it right well let's yeah. just do something about that mm. and it was action yeah. and, it, and that's sometimes mm. it's just having the confidence to say actually this is how i'm feeling mm. i'm not always happy people might think that you know i'll post my little um quotes each morning and I have a real positive outlook to start my day but sometimes my day can look like a car crash it really can (laughs) you know things that are out of my control but it's it's a case of being realistic and saying actually I could do with a chat with such a body or Mm. I I need a friend or I need a walk or I need this I need that and being able to recognize that is is massive but yeah I think the world of Twitter for me has been a real positive experience so far yeah but isn't it isn't it a shame though that when we're all talking about this kind of outlook that we have and you know it's important to support each other it's important to remind each other of good things and and help each other through and then yet we've all kind of been in a school environment or where actually we've seen that not happening um and for me it's kind of like a contradiction we're trying to help the kids learn kindness and we're trying to help but then we still see um you know and we still see unkindness and we can only do so much as one person and i get it we can model it we can be as kind as we as we want but then when we are in need of the help and we're in need of the the kindness uh it doesn't always happen and i think um if there's one thing that I'd like to come from this session is for people to kind of just check themselves if they are school leaders just to check how is your door open to everybody how do you respond mm-hmm. to people mm-hmm. when they need when they look like they need is it are you going to slap a you know a, a support plan on them or are you going to really support them in 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 empathetic kind ways rather than making them feel like a failure and I, I, it's kind of a separate point really but I want you to just kind of give some advice, I suppose, to, to school leaders as we come to the end of this session. Just um, what what advice, what would be your pieces of advice? Giving some advice to, on, on... Yeah, that isn't just a trendy hashtag for school leaders. Right. You know? I, I can I can honestly say, I mean, I, I, I did um, a, a podcast over... I was talking with the, the Teachers Development Trust, actually, about this, about how... Um, senior leaders can support staff and how staff can take a bit of ownership as well for themselves Um, and I I likened it to a bridge Um, and I think when you become um, a senior leader you've come from a place that you've grown from you know from being newly qualified and you've grown and developed and you've applied and you've worked hard and you sort of like cross the bridge I call it of management so that you become a leader now, some people um, within that um, that analogy will will put a gate on the bridge, for want of a better phrase or a, an analogy, um, and they forget to um, to remember the cord for the padlock. <laughs> so they they seem to forget that that where they've come from, um, and mm. I honestly believe that that when you're a leader to remind yourself of where you've come from and what it's like to be on the chalk face mm. for the, you know the terminology is is to to ask those questions how's things going you know yeah. how's it going really you know how's mm-hmm. this new initiative going to impact you 
You know, how's it going to impact your, your home life? Mm-hmm. Is, is this going to cause you more work? Is it going to cause any more stress? What can I do to alleviate that? How can I support you with this development? Mm-hmm. Does it work? If it doesn't, let's find something yeah. different. Yeah. But being able to ask questions, being able to keep communication open is key. Mm-hmm. And and just to remind yourself, I mean, I see so many wonderful leaders on, on Twitter that I, and I've experienced one of in um, a school in um, Ashton Underline, um, Mrs Butterworth, wonderful head teacher. Um, she's she shows it exactly. She she remembers what it's like to be in the classroom, yeah. and putting that using that compassion and empathy when a staff member comes with an issue um, is really important. Mm. Um, you know, it's so important to keep communication open and to be realistic. I you think have to be human. Um, and when yeah, and I think that the the key things that I said was that staff need to be seen, valued, heard. Mm, and if yeah. you've got staff that feel seen, valued, and heard, then you're on a winning ticket in your school. Yeah, I, I, nice. I think that's that's my little two penny. Reinforce that, <laughs> like you said. There, there's a there's a great head teacher which a lot of us know, which is Kirsty Stubbs, the tattooed head teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's beautiful, yes, kind human being. If there's a head teacher to model her school, and how she, <laughs> you know, I've spoken and I've trained her staff, and uh, they all feel so valued. You know, her door is always open. Mm. And you know, yeah. when you was both talking, there, it reminds me of um, of a book I, met, I read many years ago. One of the greatest l- global leaders. He was a guy called Dr. Stephen Covey. He wrote a book called mm-hmm. The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And uh, I think it's habit number two or habit number three is um, seek first to understand, then mm-hmm. be understood. And he talks about the nature of nice. the human soul that we always, you know, mm-hmm. me, 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 me. We always want to be heard. Me, 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 me. He said, when well, we need to listen a lot more. So it's like, as leaders, you know, you get a feel for your staff because it's a family, isn't it? And it's like, if you get that sensory acuity, it's that, hey, is everything okay? Come in, you mm. know, my door's always open. And then just shut up, just shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Let them talk, let them talk. Mm. Um, because sometimes as leaders, we can be right, we've got to do this, we've got to do this, got to action this, get that done, get that data done. <laughs> and you've, you know, we just, sometimes we do need to listen a little bit more. And when we listen, and, we can pick and, up. Yeah. Go on, Nick, sorry. And something that I wanted to add is that no, I, just, I think it's a two-way street as well. I think we can't always have this um, us and them in schools, yeah. you know, with the, the SLT team. I think it's important to realise that your leaders are actually human beings with mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings as well. Mm-hmm. So sometimes what might be being said, it might be coming from higher up that they've not yeah. got any, any say in mm-hmm. as well. And I know that a lot of leaders do, do an awful lot to protect the staff. So sometimes mm, yeah. the decisions that are made, um, they might not seem the, the right decisions by mm. people, you know, the teachers, it's, but, but they're doing something to try and protect them further down the line. Yeah. And I think it's that understanding. And again, it boils down to communication. I think that is the, the biggest thing. Yeah. Speaking clearly, effectively and listening. Mm. So you're right, John. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And me and my me and my wife have this saying, um, human first. Mm-hmm. So whenever we meet yeah. people, whenever we encounter people, we've, we think of the human first. And I think if yeah. if school leaders have that outlook of human first, everyone standing in front of you mm-hmm. is a human being with feelings, emotions, sensitivities and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that person deserves to be heard. And, it, you know, maybe mistakes are made, but they're still human. Yeah. And I think if we yeah. can remember that, um, we're going to kind of start changing the world. I think this, I mean, I, I always look at people as, you know, 
the person that I'm speaking to it's like Emily I'm speaking to you now I know that you are somebody's world so mm -hmm. you you are very very nice. important to people yeah. um, and I think whether it's a, an SLT looking at a teacher mm. or whether it's a teacher looking at a child right mm. there is somebody that, that thinks that person's their world you know and you treat them with kindness you treat them with respect you treat them with love and care and, and you know you've got to do that that's just right. as a human being that's right <laughs> like you said human Fantastic. first yeah. Yeah. do any of you have any final words before we kind of conclude this wonderful session I think what's just coming to mind with what you just talked what Nicola just said there is it's that old saying isn't it you know treat people how you'd like to be treated mm. yeah you know, um, and yeah. that's it in essence mm -hmm. isn't it you know so whether we're SLT yeah. or leaders in education or you know just human beings you know just yeah mm. you know just treat people how you'd like to be treated I've had the yeah, Harry Styles more. song going through my head all morning <laughs> treat yeah. people with kindness mm -hmm. it's literally gone through my head all morning yeah. so if anyone wants a good song bless you that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but both of you if people want to get in touch with you how do they how do they find you what do they what do they need to do if they want to come and book you because I highly recommend having these two people in your life of yes, some sort definitely. so <laughs> please get in touch with them John how do they contact you um, they can just go to either kindnessmatters.co.uk or they can go to thekindnesscoach.me and um, they can either choose to do the e-learning program which is cloud-based the kindness matters 30-day challenge for the whole school and staff or time permitting my i am pretty booked this year to be fair for speaking so not many dates left there but they can always inquire mm -hmm. and uh, just visit the website and myself or one of the team uh, will get back to them brilliant nick <laughs> yeah you can oh, i've got a really cool website which somebody really kind helped to build for me which was lovely so a big shout out to martha's dad <laughs> martha's dad um yeah phil <laughs> um yeah um so you can catch me at zenicwellbeing.co.uk or you can find me on twitter at sphoenix78 or at zenicw um so either way you can catch me on there or just type in zenic wellbeing on google i think mm. i come to the top now i don't know whether that's just the unique name or whether it's like you know lots of people are coming to my website i've not checked my, my stats for this week but <laughs> but yeah oh can i just add i've just been not i've just been nominated for a finalist um in an award in um yeah. the bolton yeah, yeah Bolton health and well-being awards as a mentor it. and coach yeah i was just mm. like I was really impressed. It's like first thing this morning. I got that. I was like, wow. That's so yeah, um, yeah. So anybody can give me, send me a DM, email, um, and yeah, definitely just uh, get in touch because I do lots of things and it's all bespoke for each school. So come and find me and we can talk and see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, and Twitter. I forgot about that Twitter. So yeah, ki uh, kindness coach underscore. And you can same again, same as Nick. Feel free to DM me and you know if you want me to retweet anything that's going to support other schools throughout the country you yeah know, i'm all about you know retweeting and sharing good practice and free resources and just supporting and helping each other really with you know in fact get involved with us you know you'll see me nick oliver everybody else emily on twitter mm -hmm. and we just all support each other so anybody listening to that yeah. you just just become part of the family part of the twitter tribe yeah. we're all yeah. we're all <laughs> helping each other aren't we guys yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yes. that's what it's all about 
Oh, John, Nicola, thank you so much for today. This has been <laughs> such a wonderful been session. Great, I was so you. nervous before it, but now we we've got we've done it, and mm -hmm. and I can't thank you enough for being part of what we're doing here at Twinkle SLT. Uh, and we just look forward to more of your interactions, hopefully, in the future. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, thank I, you for thank having you. us. Before thank I, you. Before we finish, could I get a screenshot of us all smiling, please? <laughs> After three, yes. let's do one, it. Definitely. two, <laughs> yeah. three, show me your Colgate smiles. Perfect teeth, yeah. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Sharing sure the still. love. Brilliant. Now, what it needs Brilliant. to do is welcome to the first episode of Talking Teachers brought to you by Twinkle SLT. I'm Emily and this is Oliver. Hi. <laughs> and we're both former teachers and leaders in school who now work for to help leaders uh, through our work at Twinkle. You can check us out at twinkle.co.uk forward slash SLT. Today we are really excited for our first episode talking all about kindness and its important place in education.